Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. What a beautiful day, and, and thank you so much for joining us. And before we get started, I would like to thank our sponsors, Mount Pleasant Eye Care Center. Thank you so much for sponsoring us each month, and those individuals who sponsor us, thank you. And you listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in to Real Life, Real People every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. We are finishing the last one, and I can't wait for y'all to hear this one, finishing our series on hope and what hope means in this world in which we live in. And, and I know that a lot of you are struggling right now. I mean, I've been through a season myself where just feeling pressed down and, and Lord, what what's going on? I mean, just we see things in the news that just breaks our hearts all around us, but there's always hope. And the Lord tells us that, and we know that there's always hope. So I think what has helped me recently is to get up early, have some quiet time, spend time with with the Lord, reading my Bible, and then really meditating and praying about what I feel like the Lord is speaking to me. And, And so if you look at the Psalms, there's a Psalm 119, 147, And it says just this, I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help, and I put my hope in your words. And I read that today and thought, how beautiful. So that would be my advice to you. If you're struggling, rise early, even before the sun gets up, and spend time with Lord Jesus. Spend time really listening. And so we hope that today you will do that. And I have brought in a special guest, a friend of mine who is going to share about where her hope is and how you find hope. And I know she's going to share some of her favorite scriptures about hope. So before we get started, I would like to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, what a joy it is to come before you and to know that when we cry out for help, you're there. And as we sit still, you meet us, you hear us, you comfort us, you tell us that it's going to be okay. And Lord, we need to hear that right now. There's so many of us struggling for hope again. We know there's hope in you, so Lord, let us just be lavished by your grace and your love and just cling on to hope. And thank you for the hope that is in you. And Lord, we love you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I would like to introduce my next guest, and she is someone that when I think of Jesus and sharing hope, I see her. She just radiates with his presence. And so I would love to introduce Suzanne Walker to you. Hey, and Jill. how are you? Thank you so much. That's so kind. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. It's just an honor and a yeah. pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that you're here and, and thank you so much. I know that um, you love the Lord. It's very yes. apparent. Aww. The first time I met you, I just, I saw the radiance and, and that comes from the Lord. Yeah, oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, you know, yeah. <laughs> anything good is yes, all from him. Yes. Every good and perfect gift comes from him, mm, you know. That's but, so true. And just, um, you can just see the hope that is in you. So mm-hmm. people around the world, around, you know, we, everywhere we look, mm-hmm. we see hopeless people. Yeah. 
And so what would you want to share when you talk about hope? Where is your hope? Wow, that's such a loaded wolf. I know, it's a question. (laughs) First of all, uh, my hope is in Jesus, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's so funny because just last week um, I told someone um, that had come to pray through our business with us and and walk through and just— just pray over us and over our business and over our staff. You oh, know, how wonderful. As we were walking around the outside of the building mm-hmm. afterwards, I said, you know, I'm just a prisoner of hope. Oh, and, yes. <laughs> and that comes mm-hmm. from really going through a season of having to embrace hope. You know, just coming really um, on this side of <laughs> the end I hope uh, you know we know it's just a cycle so there will be another one but really you know I think when we have to cling to hope I'm really coming out of seven years Mm -hmm. of waiting and clinging to hope and just trusting and things that I know the Lord told me things that I know that he promised and things that he wanted to do and you know today I I guess my side hope is is what to do um, when hope is deferred you know in Proverbs 1312 it says hope deferred makes the heart sick but when desires come they're a tree of life or another Mm -hmm. version says when dreams are fulfilled it's a tree of life and so I guess for anyone out there that is um, hoping in the dark that is in a dark place and trying to hold on to hope I guess that's where what I would like to do most of all today is encourage those people that even though you feel like you know, you've tied as many knots in your rope as you can mm-hmm. to hold on to. There's right. not room to tie another one just to hold on to hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because um, it is, even though it's deferred, you know, postponed. I loved, I looked up deferred just to explain what it means. And it's, you know, it says postponed, delayed, or withheld until a future date. Yes. So you're waiting on hope and you're waiting on the Lord and His timing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how you say you, you He's promised you things and you know that um, he's, he, of course, has a plan. Yes. And he knows what's best. And he's he's almost like asking you, are you going to wait on me? Are you going to trust me? Mm-hmm. And, I, and is that hard? Yeah, it is. And But I think, you know, you know that he has a plan. He does. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> I think, one of the things over the last seven years, one of the, the quotes, you know, that, that it's blessed are you when there is no plan B. When there's when God is your only option, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that a lot of times that's where God wants to get us is to the end of ourselves, where we don't have any other plans. Mm-hmm. When everything that we thought or imagined or thought about the way that He was going to work comes mm-hmm. to an end, mm-hmm. and then He's like, "Ah, yes, now I can do something with that." Yes, because then truly He is our only hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that reminds me of a psalm, 25, 4 through 5, and, and this is a psalm of David that he wrote mm-hmm. because he had a lot of times where he was clinging to hope mm-hmm. and, and going through difficult times. And it says, Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put right. my hope in you. Yes. And no matter what you're going through, there's going to be seasons where you go through some really difficult times, mm-hmm. like you said. And mm-hmm. there's hope, but it's deferred mm-hmm. and postponed, but it's going to come. Right. 
And so I think how we started, you said your hope is in Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. And He's there forever, that salvation. So when you're saved and and you know Jesus Christ because you believe in Him, you have that salvation. Right. That's yours forever. Right. And And I think so so many times people say, yes, I know I'm saved, you know. Mm Uh, but we're just waiting to get to heaven because we feel like, okay, well, this, you know, I've been saved, but I have to wait to receive mm-hmm. that. But, you know, the Bible tells us that Jesus is taking us from glory to glory, yes, you know, yes, and it is a process. You know, mm-hmm. yes, we've received the salvation of our souls, but the process of receiving its past, present, and future, mm-hmm. you know, so there's always more of the goodness of our salvation to receive more of the hope more right. of you know we don't have to wait Correct. to experience the best of you know mm-hmm. that God wants us to continue to transform from glory to glory and experience more of his glory and glory mm-hmm. until that ultimate transformation when we meet him face yeah. to face and are in his presence and glory forever and what a day then mm-hmm. wow but, but he until wants us, then, he wants saying, us to walk in it. Yes, and, and that's your message. Walk in hope now. Mm-hmm. It's not just for the future. It's walking in hope today, right Right where you are. Right. Have you been able to do that? You said you went through a seven-year period, and during mm-hmm. that seven years... Mm-hmm. It is, able- it's definitely a process, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from the very beginning, it's just like, I trust you, Lord. Yes. I trust you. And... And I guess where I'm talking about the expectations, and um, I shared this a little bit earlier that, you know, it's part of the deal. At first, probably, our our initial response is, why? Why is this happening? Oh, yeah. That's you know? what we all say. Why, you know, Lord, why is why this happening? Why, why is this happening? And I guess where he took me to a point is where you quit asking why. And, okay, What? What is it, Lord? What is it that you want to show me? Mm-hmm. What is it that you want to do in me in this process? You know, and my dear friend that said to me over and over again, Suzanne, nothing is wasted with God. Mm-hmm. Nothing is wasted with God. And so many times when our hope is deferred, <laughs> we feel like we've lost something, or mm-hmm. we we've wasted time, or we've wasted relationships, or we have wasted efforts, whatever it may be. Whoever's mm-hmm. out there today and feel like, well, that was all just a waste. I just want to encourage you and say, absolutely nothing is wasted with God. And wherever you are now, it's not a waste. God is using it. He's He's working and He's moving. Mm-hmm. And um, He wants to use it for your good and for His glory. Mm-hmm. And it's just transferring the why to the what. What do you want mm-hmm. to do in me? And how do you want me to walk that out? Right. And that's where obedience comes in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. God is giving you the, the, instead of worrying about why, the what. And mm-hmm. maybe there's some things that we need to do, mm-hmm. you know, that we're not doing um, or that we don't feel like we can do. But with mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. you know, all things are possible. And if we have that faith over fear, I think a lot of people are afraid to mm-hmm. step out, to step out of their comfort zone or to um, do whatever they might be called to do. And, and I've been there before, just a, just this fear grips in. And he's like, just trust me, quit doubting, quit mm-hmm. doubting. Mm-hmm. We can't do, do it alone, but with him mm-hmm. we can. And yeah. and I just, I love what you're saying there. And that's so good for someone needs to hear that. Quit asking why. 
you know, why mm-hmm. is this happening? And maybe what do I need to do? What, mm-hmm. How can I surrender? I know you right. talked a little bit about right. that when, before we started this interview. Tell us what you were, were meaning by that, that you, a lot of this is a surrender. Right, Surrendering to his will. Yeah, and the verse I said when I was a prisoner of hope is Zechariah 9, 11 and, it, 11 and 12, and it says, As for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. And to me, a pit, you know, a waterless pit, to me, that's mm-hmm. kind of when we're wallering, honestly, in the why. Why is this mm-hmm. happening, to, happening to me? Why yeah. is this, you know, and we stay there in a place mm-hmm. of dryness, a place of hopelessness. Um, but he says, he says, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. Mm-hmm. And so to me, moving out of the why did this happen? Why did this happen? To what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And how can I join? That's part of the surrender. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think of the verse, and uh, I've got a couple of other verses that I want to share, but you know, Jesus said, unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it won't bear any fruit. That's right. You know, that it, if, and so part of the surrender is dying to self, to, my, mm-hmm. to myself, to my agenda. Okay, God, I obeyed. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is what it's going to look like, and dying to the my I thought right, <laughs> dying yes. to my thoughts, dying mm-hmm. to my expectations. Okay, mm-hmm. and just saying, God, this is what are, this is where I thought we were going. You know, but obviously you have a different plan, mm-hmm. and so I I surrender. I surrender to that plan, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So. Would you show me what you're doing? Would you show me how I can join you in that work? Would you show me what I need to let go of? Would you show me what I need to hold on to? Mm-hmm. And he will. And, mm-hmm. You know, and I think so often we think that that's um, striving or doing or working mm-hmm. to figure it out. But honestly, uh, those times just of sitting and being still, you know, Psalm 46, 10, be still and know that I'm God. Mm-hmm. And there's something about going before God with no agenda, That's just right. sitting and just in the quiet and let him do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times, especially if we were brought up in a church or have attended church or, you know, come from a, a strong religious background, we think we have to do, 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 you know, you know, get the boxes checked, right. make sure you're doing all the right mm-hmm. things. And I think many times God says, I just want you to come sit and just let me touch your heart. Let me minister to you. Right. I agree with you. And, and I think society or the culture will tell us you have to be busy like if you're mm-hmm. not going and yes. doing and this and that that you're not being productive mm-hmm. and, and i don't and, do you know anyone that's not busy in today's age i mean really do you ever find a person that just says i'm, just I'm not, not busy. busy i wish i had something else to do you know in my everyday mm-hmm. conversations i can't find anyone <laughs> you know? know so yeah, yeah. And I think really sometimes, like, I agree with you that sometimes we, we hear God the best, his soft whispers to us when mm-hmm. we are still. And mm-hmm. we do give him that time mm-hmm. in our day and every day and, and just sit still and 
here I am, God. I know you're God, and I know that you're going to help me mm-hmm. through this mm-hmm. and give me that hope. But I may have to do some things, and we will. Mm-hmm. He wants us to you know, get up out of our pit, yes. like you described. The and, waterless pit, and yeah. move to becoming. Right. You know, they're both prisons. Mm-hmm. I mean, that verse says they're both prison, but, you know, the prison of the waterless pit or the prison of hope. I'm going to choose to stay in the prison of hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And draw to his living water. Right. So, Tell us a little bit about your background. And have you been a Christian your whole life? Oh, my goodness. How much time do you have? I <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was born and raised in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was 12 years old is when I really prayed for the first time to receive Christ. I thought I had done that at a younger age. But I think I had a strong conviction at a young mm-hmm. age. But I really didn't have my true conversion and and change of faith until I was 12, uh, which is still very young now. Yes, (laughs) Very young. Um, So, um, and just have, you know, been in church, I guess, you know, as long as I can remember. Um, And I guess over the past seven years, God has done a work even in that, just in transforming me and my beliefs and why I believe what I believe. just some real sweet time with him and I would say you know I think there comes a time and that's part of what you know sometimes I think the Lord uses these times when we have to be in the prison of hope is to take us from a place of religion to a place of relationship you know because the religion's going to be done away with but the relationship is going to last forever so I was just going to ask you that. Uh-huh. How important is your relationship with Christ? It's everything. Yes. It's everything to me. Um, it's my whole reason for mm-hmm. existence, you know. Yes. Uh, like they, like the psalm says, who, who have I in heaven but you, and earth has nothing I desire beside you. I have a lot mm-hmm. of tremendous blessings on earth, you know. My husband is amazing. Mm-hmm. We have an incredible family that God yes. has just done miraculous things in, and, you know, that's a, whole, a story for a whole nother time. But, um, you well, know, I wouldn't trade for those things. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, they they can't get me through what I've been through. They can love me. They can support me. But only God is the mm-hmm. one that's walked me through. Yeah, I and, was going to say only yeah. God, mm-hmm. right? I know. Well, I know you have a lot of things that um, you want to talk about, and mm-hmm. we only have a little bit of time. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> but I guess I wanted to ask you, um, I know you believe in miracles. I know you've seen some miracles through prayer and I know your prayer life is very powerful because um you you're someone that prays. I mean, you pray with your family, you pray with people that come into your business. And by the way, tell us what for people who don't know, oh. what is your business? Uh, my husband and I are co-owners of Laura's Cheesecake in awesome. Mount Pleasant, Texas. Yum. Love that yes. place. Thank That's you. Neat. Thank you. So you have ministry there even. People coming into your your business and ministry can be just smiling and, and praying with people or mm-hmm. um, asking them how are you and I mean you're so mm-hmm. good at that just well I just think it's up. you know um, when you think about Jesus how he dealt with people it's not you know again it's not overpowering them with religion but maybe it is just a smile maybe it is yeah. just you know some form of encouragement and um, 
what a great place mm-hmm. to be able to do that every day. I you know, know. Yes, that's that's my favorite thing is mm-hmm. just to love and to serve people and mm-hmm. so I and feel your blessed to do it. Is just tell me like um I know you pray a lot. Mm. Is prayer important to you? And is it the way you communicate with your Lord? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I say my prayer life um, is very interesting how even God transitions from season to season from the way that looks. You know, as I think over the last seven years, you know, I did um, at a time where my prayer life was very. Um, uh, I don't want to say fighting, but yes, it was like warfare, fighting from Scripture, reading, praying Scripture out loud over our family, over yes, our home, yes. things like that. Um, then it's gone to, you know, just I can think back over the last seven years when I heard God clearly say, I want you to quit asking me. All of these things that you're asking me for, mm-hmm. I want you to stop asking me for them. Really? And for almost a period of a year, he said, everything that you want to ask me for, everything that you want to pray and ask me for, I want you to pray, uh, phase it in the thanksgiving and praise. Mm-hmm. Enter his gates mm-hmm. with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. And so, you know, just for example, it's it just changed the way I prayed, you know, even for myself. Like, God, you know, instead of saying, God, would you show me what I'm supposed to do in this circumstance? Would you lead me? Would you guide me? Would you show me the clear path? It's just like, God, you tell me in your word (laughs) that when I stand at a crossroads, I will hear your voice behind me saying, Mm -hmm. this is the way, walk in it. So I thank you that I'm not going to have to wander in the wilderness. I Mm -hmm. thank you that I'm not going to have to figure this out on my own. I praise you because your ways are right and they're true. And you are going to lead me in the way everlasting. You know, just even praying for our children and our grandchildren. Mm -hmm. God, would you please watch over them? Would you please protect them? You know, to God, I thank you that your presence goes with us wherever we go. Mm -hmm. And God, you have formed my children and my grandchildren. You made them. You have counted all of their days. And I thank you that you are walking with them today. I just pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, they would be aware of your presence. You know, oh, Suzanne, just, that's beautiful. You're really you're praying the promises of God. Mm-hmm. You're praying the word, the scriptures over your family and over your friends, and and and, and with praise and thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And that just comes, that's, you know. Norma Jaggers was such a huge mm-hmm. inspiration to me and mm-hmm. huge mentor in my life. You know, and she said, you know, you're praying God's will when you're praying His word. That's right. Um, you know, yes, and so definitely. you can't go wrong when you don't know what mm-hmm. else to pray. Pull out the word yes. <laughs> and pray the word. Yes, yeah. yes, I love, I love that. And the word is so important. Wow, someone needs to hear that. And I, I just, I'm glad that you shared that because mm-hmm. it's so important. And if because, you don't know how to pray, I mean, there's so many people that say, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even know how to pray. But you know, think about the disciples. Even went to Jesus and said, "Teach us, show us how to pray." Mm-hmm. You know, and speaking of that, during this period, this. Seven years of hope in the dark is what I call it. Um, there was a time the Lord's Prayer just mm-hmm. became so alive to me. And I re- pray it repeatedly now because it has a whole new meaning. And it's not just vain repetition, as Jesus said. I mean, it's understanding the truth behind it and what you're really asking for. So I pray the Lord's Prayer on a regular basis, you know, and uh, sometimes when you feel like you don't know what to pray, Pray the Lord's Prayer into every situation. 
Yes. And yeah. the Lord's Prayer is found, I know, because I just read it in Matthew, in Matthew. 6. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sh- I think it's in another one of the other Gospels, mm-hmm. right? But right. beautiful. I mean, I, I so agree with you. I love the Lord's Prayer. And when you pray it in a different way, you don't just say it you know like right it, it's but, when it's coming from relationship not from religion right, right. that's a good way to, to mm-hmm. put that I, I like that a lot and the other place where I was going with that Jill I'm sorry for interrupting is mm-hmm. like when my children were younger um, mm-hmm. and just knowing how to pray for them feeling like I didn't know how to pray if you don't know how to pray get um, a New Testament and go through the New Testament, especially Paul's letters mm-hmm. and the all the epistles, and highlight the prayers that they prayed. And I remember uh, just in a time of warfare within our home, you know, just a lot of attack, a mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of um, you know, we had a blended family with five mm-hmm. children. And, you know, there was a lot of love, but there was a lot of life, too. And mm-hmm. so just going through and praying those scriptures throughout our house and over my children's beds and, you know, mm-hmm. after they would leave for school. So if you, for anyone out there that says, I just don't know how to pray, I don't know what to pray, grab a Bible. Find it, you know, anywhere that it said, I pray, I highlighted mm-hmm. it in yellow, <laughs> you know, yeah. and just highlight the prayers. And if you ever, it's amazing if you ever don't know what to pray, just grab that, find a highlight, and start praying, and you'll be mm-hmm. astonished at how fitting it is for whatever the need is at that moment. And there's a lot in the book of Ephesians. Yes. So that was, that's yes. one that I think of when I think mm-hmm. of one of yes. the epistles. Um, but yeah. Paul prayed all the time. And right. He prayed in the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And another thing, if you don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit yes. intercedes for us and, and, and prays, you know, to for you and and knows so sometimes it's just being still before the lord like you yes. said and just yes. maybe bowing on your knees and just you know sometimes i just say i love you lord and i just keep repeating that I right love you, lord i right. love you lord and just you know thinking of people mm-hmm. on your heart yeah that he i love that you said that just this morning at work i usually pray with someone and uh-huh. we had a, a bunch of catering a large order going out and she was helping me load my car up, and, you know, I was headed out, mm-hmm. and she just stopped, and she said, Jesus, we love you, oh. you know, and just even in that moment, it just, yeah. wow, wow, you know, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Again, we try to make it so complicated, you know, but just going throughout the day, you know, oh, Jesus, I need you, <laughs> you, <laughs> yes. know? you know, Jesus, help, right. Lord Jesus, right. come, mm-hmm. you know, Lord Jesus, come, I need your presence. Um, yes. Yeah, very yes. powerful, mm-hmm. very simple. He doesn't want it to be complicated. For right, us, but. right. Well, and speaking of prayer partners, I just think it's so important for people listening out there to find someone that you can pray with. You said yes. you have someone that you pray yes. with at work, and mm-hmm. I have people that I pray with, and and our our mates, our spouses. Yes. I mean, that yes. is so important. I remember when my husband and I really started praying together. It mm-hmm. changed our marriage. Wow. And we tend to, well, we, it's just between us and God. And yes, we have those prayers. But I think including others mm-hmm. in your prayer. Absolutely. Is, you know, because the scripture, Matthew 18, 19, and 20, where two are ga- yeah. gathered, I am there amongst them. And mm-hmm. you can just feel the presence of the Lord. Right. When you you Absolutely. include someone else in your prayer as well. So I'm glad you said that. And that's really neat that you pray. And I'm sure y'all 
talk to each other about, okay, I can't wait to tell you how God answered that prayer. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it gives you someone to talk about it with. Because, right. Or he didn't answer it this way. Right. But this is what happened. Yes. You know? Yes. So that's that's really neat. Well, you are a mother and a grandmother. Yes. And yes. I know you've taught also. You teach Bible studies and you've taught Sunday school and you've taught a lot. Yes. Um, what what do you hope most to teach the next generation? Because I found a scripture and it reminded me of you from Psalm 78, 7. So mm-hmm. each generation should set its hope anew on God, not oh. forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. Wow. So it talked about, you know, setting our hope anew on God. And so is that what you hope that your children and grandchildren and, and future generations mm-hmm. and hearing you and your witness and your teaching would find new hope and set Well, yes, God. I mean, and I pr- just pray and I honestly believe that, you know, every generation, and I think I said this uh, in one of, one of my talks recently, is, you know, that uh, like our ceiling, my prayer is that my ceiling will be my children's floor, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I just believe that that's what true... Um, and when I was in this dark place, and, and one of the things the Lord spoke for me when I was in the waterless pit and going, mm-hmm. why, God, why, what, you know, and not what do you want to do in me? It's just what are my kids going to think? What are my, you know, right. what, you know, and just the shame, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's how the enemy comes oh, against yeah. us is with fear and shame. And the Lord was just like, what is, what, Suzanne, what if this is, isn't even about you? What if it's not about what you did or didn't do. What if what I'm doing is for the generations? Oh, wow. You know, and so I was like, Lord, you know what? Talking about the place of surrender and the soil mm-hmm. I surrender, it was just like, if that's it, if that's what it takes for my children and my mm-hmm. grandchildren to know you and to know more of your kingdom, then I will go through whatever you want yes. me to go through. Yes. because. That's what it's about. It's all for him. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, before we close, is there anything you want to share with our listeners? You've shared a lot, but just kind of your conclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess it would just be to delight yourself in the Lord, and then he will give you the desires of your heart. So often we get that desires of our heart part, but the delight yourself mm-hmm. in the Lord. And that's part of what we've talked about, you know, is... Um, the verse in Ephesians it says I pray that your roots would go down deep into the soul of God's marvelous love you know everything Jesus did the truth that God's working in me this year is that everything Jesus did was birthed from a place of humility it was done with passion it was done with boldness but the greatest thing is that it was done and rooted in love and so that's what I would want to say if you're hoping in the dark okay just use this as a time to let your roots go down deep into the soul of God's marvelous love because that's what he wants to do that's where he wants to bear fruit and that is where he teaches us for things to be birthed out of humility not out of pride and arrogance but out of rooted in love done in humility beautiful yeah. it's all about God's love and he pours it out over us again and again and again so thank you so much for sharing thank you for having me it was my pleasure and just 
I hope that this has brought hope to someone yes. today. <laughs> well, I know that it has. And mm-hmm. thank you again for sharing your hope in the dark. Would you close us in prayer? Yes, yes. God, we just bless you today. And we thank you that you are our hope. You are our strength and you are our help. And Lord, I just pray for whoever is out there today that feels alone and in the dark and feel like they're just buried and suffocating. God, would you remind them that they've just been planted and that you are just allowing their roots to go down deep into the soil of your marvelous love. And would you just let them be reminded of your great love for them today? Would you strengthen them? Would you sustain them? Would you uphold them with your righteous right hand? And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022. All rights reserved. Real life, real people, real faith, Jesus the center, real life.